Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. You'll notice this morning, most of our uh, Scriptures are going to be in the book of Proverbs, which is where we're reading right now in the Bible reading. And uh, saw some verses in there that just kind of uh, inspired uh, this message, I guess you could say. But I'm going to do a little disclaimer before I start this message and tell you what I'm preaching about. Um, I am not a Christian scientist. I don't know if you all know what a Christian scientist is, but it has absolutely nothing to do with science, okay, first of all. But I knew a Christian scientist one time, and this guy, he did not believe in pain. They do not believe in pain. They do not believe in sickness. If you are sick, it's because you are not right with God. All sickness is of the devil. It's in the mind. And if you feel pain... And uh, I used to just want to go hit him with something. And then when he starts yelling, it's like, you need to get right with God because uh, that's all in your head. And you know what? That's not true. Okay, if, if there was no such thing as pain, then why would the Bible tell us one of the great things about heaven is no, there is no more sickness, sorrow, or crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Okay, those things are real. Okay, sickness is real. Illness. We've got bugs and things in this world and there are infirmities that can come from all over the place. And so, I just want to throw that little disclaimer out there before we get into this. But, one thing I do believe, that a lot of our health problems can sometimes be related to where we are, I guess you could say spiritually, in a sense. Now, I want to read a couple things to you before we go to what the Scripture says. But, um, stress, for example, okay? And uh, this is... But, uh, I was reading some things just about stress and what it does specifically to the stomach. Okay, We're going to focus on the stomach a little bit. And now don't get scared. I'm not going to go up here and preach a message about health food. All right. In fact, I, you know, food has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about. And uh, I, don't want to do, I don't want to preach a message about health food because I'll get convicted and have to hit the altar before I'm even done preaching. But um, stress can affect every part of the, 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 the digestive system. It says Kenneth Koch, Professor of Medicine, Section on Gastroenterology, and Medical Director of the Digestive Health Center. And it's got to be true because it's at Wake Forest University Baptist Medical Center in Winston-Salem. So, I mean, Baptist is in there, so it's got to be right, right? No, but anyway, uh, but the great, you know, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe or whatever, the great German writer and philosopher believed that the gut was the seat of all human emotions. And so what happens to digestion under stress? I think this is really weird stuff to be talking about in church, but you're going to see there's, uh, it ties in biblically. But digestion is controlled by the entric nervous system, a system composed of hundreds of millions of nerves that communicate with the central nervous system. When stress activates the flight or fight response in your central nervous system, digestion can shut down because your central nervous system shuts down blood flow affects the contractions of your digestive muscles and decreases secretions needed for digestion. Stress can cause inflammation of the gastrointestinal system and make you more susceptible to infection. So right there, I mean, that's a bunch of smart medical stuff. So uh, I I had to read it because I don't don't know about this kind of stuff. But I read that because I believe it lines up with what we're going to look at in the Bible. Many of these verses specifically are dealing with the stomach. Okay, And so anyway, but stress... It can cause your esophagus to go into spasms. It, it can increase the acid in your stomach, causing indigestion. And under stress, the mill in your stomach can shut down and make you feel nauseous. 
Stress can cause your colon to react in ways that give you diarrhea or constipation. We're all familiar with the athlete or student who has to rush to the bathroom before the big game or the big exam. And although stress may cause uh, stomach ulcers, celiac disease, or inflammatory bowel disease, it can make these and other diseases of digestion worse. And so, uh, right there's you know, more smart medical stuff just about stress and what it does to the stomach specifically. But, you know, and it affects a lot of other areas. You know, heart disease is one of the things that can be brought on by stress. Asthma, obesity, diabetes, headaches, depression and anxiety, gastrointestinal problems, Alzheimer's disease. I mean, all these things can be affected by that. Okay, And if you have any of these problems, please don't interpret this as I think you're not right with God. And I think you know, there are, we live in a sin-cursed world that is full of disease, it's, it's full of sickness, there's things that just, they happen to people, okay? That it's not always about spiritual. Remember the guy in the Bible that was born blind? And the disciples said, who, is, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus said, neither of them. That had nothing to do with it, okay? So, don't interpret it that way. But at the same time, a lot of our stomach problems, or even our health problems, can be related to where we are at, uh, not just you know spiritually, I guess you can say, you know where we are as far as stress. And there are things in the Bible, specifically in Proverbs, that it tells us if we have these things in our life, it it's healthy. And especially it mentions it mentions the stomach in a lot of these. And so we're going to look at some of them. But Proverbs seventeen verse twenty two. This is a pretty well known passage of scripture right here. Proverbs seventeen twenty two, but it says. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. Okay? When you're a merry heart, it's good for you. It's good to be happy. And we're going to look at some things that I think will help you be healthier. And one is a merry heart. You need to do whatever you can do to have a merry heart. It's good for you. It's like a medicine. You know, it's amazing the things that people literally on, it's like on purpose they do to themselves that just bring them misery, that bring them sorrow. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you right now, sorrow is bad for you. Okay? Now, I know there's some things we can't help. If you lose a loved one, you're going to sorrow. Okay? And that's not a sin. But let's just admit it, sorrow, it doesn't really help the stomach out, does it? It doesn't really help the health out. And boy, we need it. If, if there's a way that we can avoid some sorrow, okay? For example, sin is going to bring sorrow in your life. And boy, you need to do whatever you can to avoid sin, to stay away from sin, to do whatever you can because it will affect your health. It will hurt you physically if you have, if you're Sorrowful, a sorrowful spirit. It drieth the bones. It just eats you up. And it is sad today how many people are just miserable. And many times it's because of sin. Listen, I promise, if you go out, I know financial stress is a big thing for people today. All right? We all deal with that. But at the same time, you know what? It might seem like it'd be easier to go out and rob a bank. Okay? It might feel like I'll solve my financial problems that way. But let me tell you something. If you get caught, you're going to get thrown into prison, and I can promise you, you're going to be very sorrowful there. And it's not going to be good for your health. 
It's going to stink. It's going to be bad. I know that's an extreme. But there are many things that we do that are sin that bring us sorrow. And I'm telling you, it doesn't just hurt. Sin doesn't just hurt our relationship with God. When we sin, we're not just upsetting God and just disappointing God, but we literally are hurting ourselves. We're bringing sorrow in our lives. It is just not necessary. If we be obedient to God, we can avoid it. And a merry heart is something we need. It's good. It's like a medicine. And you know what? I don't see any disclaimers on there about the side effects that come from this medicine. Like we do on the commercials today. Hey, take this medicine for your problems. But, just so you know, you might experience you know all these horrifying diseases that you would never want to have. And it's just, there's no side effects with that. And boy, whatever you can do to be happy. And you know, we all know what makes you know. It's okay to go out and do fun stuff. You know, you should probably plan relaxing activities. You should, I mean, you know, guys, go fishing, go golfing, or, or you know, whatever, whatever it is that brings you joy. You know, ladies, go shopping. You know, but don't spend too much because then you're going to have more of that financial stress that's going to come later. I, I know it feels good when you're spending, but you know, so keep that under control. I mean, whatever. I don't know what ladies like, okay, but whatever it is you like, you probably should do some of that. It's good. It's healthy. And it's like some people today, they just love to wallow in their misery. You need to be happy. You have a responsibility to be happy. You know, parents, you need to have a happy home because your kids need to be happy. Okay? And you know, you know the saying, you know, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You know, same thing for dad too. If dad's not happy, mom's not happy. And it's contagious, isn't it? And boy, you, I know this, this is all easier said than done. I know it's not just a switch you can turn on and turn off. I try to tell my wife and kids that all the time, but you know I know it's it's not. You know, just but boy, we need to do do our best to be happy. You know, come to church and be happy with a merry heart. It's contagious. You can come miserable and mean, but you know what? That's that's going to spread too. And you know, I want church to be refreshing for people. I I want it to be a medicine, and I I do. I enjoy coming to church. I look forward to church on Sundays. It does bring me joy, but you know I've been there before when it wasn't that fun, and boy, that stinks. It hurts spiritually, and it need, we need joyful places. Church needs to be a joyful place. Your home needs to be a joyful place. There's not a, probably a whole lot you can do maybe about the workplace. There's some, we sometimes have to subject ourselves to a lot of unpleasantness, okay? But boy, there are areas that we can control, and we can control around here. You all can control in your homes, and I'm telling you, it, you need to do whatever you can to make your home a happy home. All right? And if you're miserable, think about what's causing the misery and see if you can do something about it. I know there's some things we can't help, but there are some things that we can help. And especially if it's sin, we can definitely help that. And, and a merry heart, it will be good for your health. Just being happy. All right? And work on it. And listen. I know as time goes on, you know, you get older, okay? I know this is easy for me. I'm only 34 years old. When I'm, you know, twice this age, I might, you know, it's going to I might have to work a little harder. I might have to try to be even happier <laughs> because, you know, things do start to shut down. I understand that. I know that, but at the same time, you know a merry heart is going to help. All right? It's going to be it's going to be a medicine and it will only keep away some of that extra stuff. And as as you get older, you're probably going to have to you know concentrate on that a little more because you got enough working against you. 
you know, with the age and everything, you don't want to bring misery and sin into your life that's just going to add to it and make it worse. So a merry heart. Then go to chapter 3 and verse 13. Chapter 3 and verse 13 in Proverbs. There's a lot in chapter 3. We'll be looking at a lot of chapter 3. But it says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Okay, happy is, happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Okay, wisdom will help you be happier. How many of you in here before? You don't have to raise your hand, but you have suffered stress and misery because of a foolish financial decision, maybe. Okay, don't raise your hand, but I'm sure I'm probably not the only one in here that's ever done that. You've had stress, you've had misery, you've had stomach problems, you've had headaches, you've had sleepless nights because you made a foolish financial decision. Now think about if you would have had wisdom. Okay, if you would have had the wisdom and you could have avoided all of that, well, you'd be a lot happier, wouldn't you? And I'm telling you, in Proverbs, we see just the treasure that wisdom is, how valuable wisdom is. We can find wisdom in the Word of God if we would follow the Word of God. You do not have to have a high IQ to be wise. You do not have to have a high IQ to show wisdom. Anybody can be wise. Even a young person who doesn't know hardly anything about life, has very little experience, we see in the Bible, if they just have enough wisdom to seek counsel and follow it, that, I mean, right there, that's wisdom right there. You don't have to have a lot of experience. You don't have to have a lot of knowledge to have wisdom. It's pretty much what wisdom is, is just doing what the Bible says even when you don't understand it. That is wisdom. And happy is the man that findeth wisdom. That's going to help your merry heart out. That's going to make a huge difference if you will just show wisdom. Okay? And... I'm going to pick on one of my kids. All right, you know Jason. Yeah, he had an accident this last week, and he's he's having a little bit of trouble with his wrist. Okay, and part of this is my fault. I taught them a game. I probably, maybe I shouldn't tell this in church. Kids don't try this at home. Okay, but when I was a kid, I used to play a game called Avalanche, and you pile all these pillows and blankets and cushions and things on top of the stairs, and then you fall down the stairs. Uh, with it. And it, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and I taught my kids that one time and we played it back at our old house. And um, anyway, they were playing at my mom and dad's house and they didn't do it right. And um, he hurt his wrist and my, you know, my nephew got a big lump on the head. And it's, it's more fun when there's more people too and you're all just falling down the steps. Uh, it, cause it doesn't hurt when you do it right. But anyway, so he got hurt. And Brother Lonnie, during prayer, it was hilarious. He's just praying and prayed for Jason's wrist and just prayed for some wisdom and knowledge to come as a result of this. But Jason's kind of had a rough week. He's been trying to do things, and we've not been giving him a whole lot of special treatment, uh, even though he's had this accident. You know, he used mopping the floor yesterday with one arm, and uh, that wasn't real easy. And he's having a, he's having a tough time with things, but it's, it's kind of brought some misery, the lack of wisdom. <laughs> I know that picking on him. I mean, he's 12 years old. You know, 12 year olds, we do stupid things. All right, that's what I did. I did growing up. I just, I got lucky, I guess. But you know, we can all think about things that we did, just dumb mistakes we made. You know, I wonder how many. There's probably people in here that you maybe suffer from some physical injury from years ago because you were doing something stupid. You were doing something that just was foolish, that wasn't wise, and now you've got a pain that you've been dealing with. For years, because of a foolish decision. And man, if I'd have just had a little bit of wisdom. 
And that's what we need to be seeking after wisdom like crazy. Because you know what? We can do we can do something like that tomorrow. Tomorrow I could be doing something foolish and I could end up hurting myself and dealing with a problem for the rest of my life as a result of that. And boy, we ought to seek after wisdom. We need to desire wisdom. We should pray for wisdom. The Bible talks about you know seeking for it as silver. I mean, we ought to look at it as a hidden treasure and just do whatever we can to get it because wisdom... It will help us avoid so many mistakes that will bring misery. It will help us to be happier, which will help our health out, won't it? It will make a huge difference on our, on our health if we will just show a little bit of wisdom. So you need to have a merry heart. You need to have wisdom to have that merry heart. But then, uh, go to chapter, or chapter 3 and verse 1. third thing that you need to have good health, or the third key to good health, is just simply obedience to God's commands. Look what it says in chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Y'all see that? Length of days. You'll, you'll live longer if you keep the commandments of God. Well, what about people that die in their 20s? Are you saying they just didn't follow God? Well, you know what? Maybe if they hadn't kept the commandments, they'd have died in their teens. Okay, We don't know how long we have. But you know what? You'll have longer life if you keep the commandments of God. We see that in the Bible. It doesn't mean you're going to live to be 100, but you'll live longer. Okay, And you know what does everybody want at the end of their life? They just want a little more time. Okay, So you all can start working on getting a little more time by obeying the commandments of God right now. Verse 3, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Don't do your own thing. Doing your own thing is what's going to get you in trouble. The world is doing their own thing and it's not working. That is why there's all this misery in the world. I can I can promise you, you go and you go find the most miserable person you can find out on the streets. Hey, how did you get to this place? First of all, they're probably going to want to blame everybody else in the world. But you know what? Chances are they're not going to say, you know, I lived my whole life just trying to be obedient to God. I lived my whole life just keeping the commandments of God and it didn't work. I've never heard anybody do that. Okay, And they're probably not going to. And if they do, they're lying. But verse 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. You all see that? It'll help. And we see the stomach area talked about. Keeping the commandments of God, obedience to God's commandments, it will make you healthier. Okay? So unhealthy people don't keep the commandments of God? No, I'm not saying that. But people who do keep the commandments of God are going to be healthier than they would be if they didn't. And let me tell you, if you were born with some kind of physical problem, all right, or if you developed some kind of physical problem, you're only going to make it worse by being disobedient to the commands of God because you're going to bring misery. Uh, and you know what? When you're sorrowful, when you're miserable, it brings down your immunities. It affects a lot of things. And so listen, we do. We live in a sin-cursed world where there's a million ways you can die. There's a million different diseases you can get. And we don't want to make things worse by adding sin. We can, you're only going to make things better by keeping the commandments of God. It's going, it's going to be good for you. I can go to sleep tonight and I don't have to worry are the police going to show up at my house and arrest me. Why? 
I've been I've been keeping the commandments of God, and part of keeping the commandments of God are keeping obeying the laws of the land. And I haven't been breaking anything, so I'm not worried about it. I'm not. I don't have to lay it wait. When I see the police, I don't. I don't run. Okay. I, I do jump and get scared sometimes in case I'm speeding and stuff. And, and you know, and my kids are probably thinking because one one thing I do, and I I do stuff just to be goofy. Anytime I'm driving, we see police, I'm like cops, cops. You know, just like we're panicking. But I'm not really scared. Okay. I'm not really afraid because I'm not doing anything. Now, when I'm speeding, it's a, it's another. I mean, I, I've I've had some. Near heart attacks. My heart skipped a beat because, oh man, I was driving fast. And, you know, uh, thankfully I haven't been pulled over in a long time. But, you, you see how even that, it does, it affects your health. It makes your heart skip a beat. And you've all been there when you pull over, your heart starts pounding and all that. And when you got your ticket, how'd your stomach feel after you got that ticket? How did, you know, how did your stomach feel when you thought, oh, man, I gotta tell my wife about this $75 we gotta flush down the toilet because I was driving too fast. Okay? It doesn't feel good, does it? It doesn't help the health out. And obedience to God's commands, it is, it's just good for you. God's commandments are not going, keeping them is not going to hurt you. God does not give commands to hurt us. He gives them to help us. He, you know, Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. He gave us these commands in His Word so we can enjoy our time on this earth a little better. Because sin just takes away joy. It brings problems. It brings misery. And God wanted us to know how to have a better life. How to have a happier life. So He gave these commandments. Not just so He can tell us what to do and feel good about it. He gave us these commands so we can be happier. So we can be healthier. Whatever. Just obey the commandments of God. It will be good for your health. Okay? I'm not saying you'll never get sick. You're still going to get the flu. You're, you know, you're still gonna have those things. You're, you're gonna, you know, I mean, man, I'll, I'll do anything I can just not to throw up. I hate it, but, you know, I, I don't care how obedient you are. You're gonna get viruses. You're gonna get bugs and things that come along, but you're gonna do better by keeping the commands of God. You know, one thing that, you know, I, we've always done a lot of visiting and, you know, hospitals and nursing homes and, and places where people are sick, and you know what, you know, you know how many diseases you can get just from going to the hospital? Well, you know what? I'm not real worried about it because the way I look at it, if I'm doing the work of the Lord, then He's He's going to protect me. Now, I could I could still get some. I could get a staph infection. Okay, I'm scared to death of those. I, I could get one while I'm visiting the hospital. But you know what? I I know I believe that as long as I'm being obedient to God and doing what God wants me to do, that. Anything that does happen to me, God is going to have to allow it. Okay, and I just—I'm more scared of getting on God's bad side than I am of germs, okay, of sicknesses and things. And so I'm just going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to do what God's commanded me to do, and I'm not even going to worry about that. Yeah, I might get some—I might get something one of these days that kills me. I know missionaries that have gone to some of these foreign countries and they've gotten diseases and things that have eventually ended their life. But you know what? You're like, well, if they'd have stayed home, they'd still be alive. No, if they'd have stayed home, maybe they'd have died in a car wreck. We don't know. But I can tell you one thing. If they did die from that, they died being obedient to God. And that's what I want. That's what I want. and Because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. But if we're being obedient to God, we at least know, hey, we're in His will. His, I mean, we can, and that's, that's all I care about. And so then, so 
Keys to good health, merry heart, wisdom, obedience to God, and then a clean heart. A clean heart. Alright, what does that mean? No trans fats? Or, uh, is, that, is that where we're going with this one? No. Go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look, look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Folks, a clean heart. It has nothing to do with what you eat. It has nothing to do with anything like that. What it has to do with is just keeping keeping your heart. Talk, you know, your focus on things that are right. Keeping the perverse. Out. Keep Just keep that sin out of your life. Keep it out of your heart, out of your mind. And let me tell you, this is a tough one today when we live in a perverted world. When we live in a world where there's just garbage everywhere. I mean, good luck keeping your heart with all diligence, watching TV all day long. You're going to have a tough time doing that. I mean, it's hard enough just walking through the store and you just, you know, seeing filth everywhere you go. But I'm telling you, a clean heart is going to help. But if you're listening to perverted stuff, you know, keep that perverse talking. The perverse lips put far from me. Okay? You could, all you have to do is listen to the radio. You'll hear perverted stuff talked about. I mean, perverse lips. You've got to get focused. Let thine eyes look right on. You're going to have to make a conscious effort to keep your heart clean. It is something that it's not just going to happen accidentally. You are going to have to put forth an effort. And I'm telling you right now, if you just allow all the junk and filth of this world, if you just allow the lies of the devil into your life, if you're just watching the dirty, filthy programs all the time, it's going to affect your heart. It's going to dirty up your heart. And you know what? We see here that a clean heart, okay? When we do these things, when we listen to God, when we follow His commandments, they are life. They are health to all their flesh. All of it. And you know, even physically speaking, I mean, if you've got a bad heart, you know, physically, it messes, it hurts a lot of stuff, doesn't it? I mean, if people, I know strokes, I guess, are related to hearts and things, and it can affect a lot of stuff in their body. And I'm telling you, spiritually, your heart, if your heart's dirty, if you don't keep it clean, it will affect all of you. And it says flesh. It will affect your flesh. It will, it will hurt you, all your flesh. Do whatever you have to do to have a clean heart. You're going to have to read your Bible sometimes. Probably every day. I'm not trying to get extreme on you. Well, I read the Bible every day. Yeah, you probably should read your Bible every day. Okay? Maybe even more than one chapter. Okay? I mean, you might need it, you know, if you're going to watch hours of television, you know, you might even need to go up as high as 15 minutes, alright, to combat all that. Y'all see, I know I'm being funny right now, but listen, you're going to have to do those things. You're going to have to pray. You know, you're going to need to spend time in church around God's people because what we're talking about here today, what we're teaching, what the Bible teaches, you're not, you don't hear a lot of this stuff talked about at work. You know, where, at least where I work, I don't. 
I don't hear a lot of people talking about the things of God, about being obedient to the commands of God. Uh, you don't hear a lot of that. I don't see a lot of it on television. I don't hear a lot of it on the radio. Unless it's from 9.30 to 10 on 12.40. WSC. <laughs> little, little, little commercial there for you. <laughs> but you're not going to hear it out there. But here, you can. We have a place. We have times where we come together to talk about the things of God just to try to just give ourselves a spiritual bath. Okay? I hope you don't take a physical bath just once a week. Okay? And you know, a spiritual bath, we need them every day. We need them every day. And you're going to have to spend time in the Word of God. You're going to have to spend time in prayer. You're going to need to spend time around the people of God. We see that throughout the Scripture so we can provoke one another to love and to good works. And so that clean heart, it will help all of your flesh. It will help your whole body out. Then go to Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13. Another key to good health is a peaceful life. Okay, peace. Once again, there are some things that we just can't control. Okay, I'm not getting on to you for the things that you can't control. There's some things you just can't control. Okay? Somebody drops a bomb on us here today, and all right, we're obviously living in war, not peace. It's not our fault because we weren't spiritual. Okay? It, sometimes stuff happens. There's bad people out there. But Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13 says, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. You see, right here we see, notice the continual feast that we see in here, okay? I don't know about you all, but when I eat, I'm happy. Okay, there, uh, there was a lot of verses we could have looked at. You know, y'all thought I was going to be talking about food today, but you know what? There's a lot of verses in Proverbs that talk about a merry heart and talk about eating at the same time. Okay, so just I think it's good for your health to eat personally. You know, I, I know I know you don't want to just eat all all junk, but uh, it, it's okay to eat. But it said, you know, he at the merry heart had the continual feast, and then it says better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Okay? And you know, many people today, one of the reasons for a lot of war and stuff in the world is people get greedy, don't they? You know, people wanting what other places have, somebody wants what somebody else has. And the truth is, if you have the fear of God in your life, okay, you are better off having just a little bit. Having just enough to get by, having enough to survive. You're better off having the fear of God and having peace than having war and having greater possession. You see, having... Because all these things, they, do, they take away from that merry heart, don't they? Merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. So many people today, their lives are in turmoil because they're working so hard to just get stuff. Okay? You know, I, I've got to have that new car. I've got to have that latest, greatest cell phone. I've got to have that, you know, 300 TV channel package that costs, you know, a fortune every month. And they're always working so hard to get more that they have no peace. I mean, they're working way more than they even need to just because they're, they just get greedy. They just want and want and want and want. And you know what? They get all these things, but yet they're miserable. Their lives are in turmoil. And the Bible says, better 
is a little with the fear of the Lord. If we would just be thankful for what we have, you know, we could we could have much more relaxed lives. You know, I wonder how many Amish people struggle with a lot of these stress related problems like we do. You know, I wonder how many of them are, you know, popping pills and things because they're just, you know, they're so stressed out, you know, watching their corn grow. Or, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But I mean, you know, we just, we don't, we don't relax. We're, we're never at peace. You know, how often do you see people just sitting out on their front porch talking? You know, you don't see that kind of stuff. We don't, we don't relax. Why? Because we're so wrapped up in getting things. And we're just constantly in turmoil and we're just never at peace. We can't ever just relax. And we need you need some of that. We need some rest. Okay? We need you need some relaxation sometimes. We need peace in our life. When you don't, when you have turmoil, it affects your health, doesn't it? Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, national peace here. Okay? We can, our whole world could declare peace tomorrow and not have one war going on anywhere in the world, but there's still going to be some people that are just in complete turmoil and just miserable and about to completely lose their mind. And, you know, I, and I know there's a lot of reasons for it, but I know a lot of the turmoil in a lot of people's lives is because they're just so greedy of gain. And the Bible says you're better off having a little than having the fear of the Lord. It's better than great possessions. You know, peace is so much more important. Just and you ought, you ought to seek after that in your life. It's healthy, okay? It's healthy for you to just go out and take a day off and sit around the house sometime. Obviously, if you do it all the time, it's going to create turmoil. But sometimes you need to do that. And then another key to good health. I'm going to quickly go through these last last two. Now this one's going to sound weird, but this is healthy and it's specifically good for your stomach. Alright, Proverbs chapter 15, or no, chapter 20, Proverbs chapter 20, and verse 30. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil, so do stripes the inward parts of the belly. The blueness of the wound cleanseth away evil and stripes the inward parts of the belly. Okay, now this is talking about chastening here. This is talking about punishment, chastisement, okay? Blueness, a bruise, stripes, whip. How is that good for the inward part of your stomach? What in the world? Well, let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 again, verse 8, before I answer this one for you. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 8. Remember, he's talking about keeping my son, keep my law, don't forget my commandments. Verse 8 It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. For whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father, father the son in whom He delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days are in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life unto them that lay hold upon her and happy is every one that retaineth her. We see that chastening, blueness of the wound, stripes, 
helps the inward part of the belly. We see here in Proverbs 3, we are not to despise the chastening of the Lord. Why? Because it will bring wisdom. It which will bring happiness. And you know what punishment has always done? It's a deterrent from evil. Okay? You know, you punish your kids while they're young, they learn not to do evil, which in turn will keep them maybe if they obey mom and dad's laws, maybe they'll obey the laws of the land. And if they uh, if they don't learn to obey mom and dad's laws, they probably won't obey the laws of the land, and then they're going to get thrown in jail. And you know what? That's going to make them miserable. That's going to make them sick. Where you know what? A good old fashioned spanking. It will it will give them wisdom. It will teach them some things. Now I know that this goes contrary to everything the world's teaching you today. But how is the world's method doing with child rearing today? All right, it's not working too well, is it? Okay, I, I'm I'm tired of seeing little kids out in public tell their parents what to do. I'm tired of seeing little kids, little kids that shouldn't even know cuss words, cussing out their parents. Our very first Sunday that we had here, there was a family that came. They had a little kid and a little boy. He's like four years old, four or five years old. They come walking into the service, and all of a sudden, son's like, "I don't want to go." Oh, come on, you know, you know, we need to go. No, I don't want to go. They're like, well, "No, you need to stay." And they're like, "And we had a junior church down there for the kids." I was like, "You want to go down to junior church?" And and he's like, "No, I don't want to go to junior church." And the mom and dad, they just stood there. What do you want to do? And he just said, I'm going home. And he walked out the door, and they followed him. Now, I don't know where that kid is today, but you know what? Unless he got a new set of parents, he's probably not doing too good. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I, that's just not the way it works. And I guarantee you they're going to raise a fool. And you know what? Chastisement will help you have wisdom. It is good for children. And yet, you know what? A mark... A bruise will heal. But let me tell you, some of these foolish decisions that people make stay with them for the rest of their life. They bring misery for the rest of their life. Who cares? They, who cares? I'm not saying mark up your kids. Okay, you know, there's, there's a way to do it without inflicting any real serious damage. But let me tell you something. The damage that parents are doing to their children by not chastening them is so much worse than you could ever do with a paddle or a switch or a belt or anything like that. And I'm telling you, not punishing your kids, not chasing your kids, I think should be considered child abuse, if anything. And go take, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it, I guess, anyway. But <laughs> chasing is good. It's good for the inward parts of the belly. Yeah, the outside's marked up, but the inside's doing good. And you know what? You can look good on the outside, but if you've got some, you can have something wrong on the inside you don't even know about that can kill you. Okay, things like cancer. Okay? People have cancer, you know, they look fine on the outside, but they got something deadly on the inside that's, that's terrible. And let me tell you, wickedness and evil inside somebody, you can't see it, but you know what? That blueness of the wound, it cleanseth away evil. It will get rid of those inside problems and it will help them overall. And so, chastening. Don't despise chastening. When God chases you, that's fine. But then finally, the last thing to bring joy, and we don't see this in the book of Proverbs. It's not in the book of Proverbs. You don't see this word. I think you only see this word two times in the Old Testament. Uh, this form of the word, but the word faith. Okay, faith. Key to good health. I can't imagine having joy, peace, any of those things without knowing that I'm saved. I don't... I. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 9, For by grace are ye saved through faith. Faith and His salvation, I believe, is key to a healthy life. 
knowing that you're on your way to heaven is so important. You need to get that settled. If you haven't got that settled, boy, you know who cares? You can be the most healthy person in the world. You can get on the cover of you know Men's Health magazine or Women's Health magazine or whatever. But you know what? If you're lost and on your way to hell, who cares? Okay. See, bodily exercise profiteth little. You know who cares really about that stuff? It's the spiritual that's the most important. And faith. You're going to get saved by grace through faith. You need to have faith in your life. And then faith in His sovereignty. Okay, So you're saying, right, I know I'm saved, but you know what? Now you just need to have faith in God that He knows what He's doing. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things work together for good to them who are called of God, or to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Just trust God. Have faith in Him and it will get rid of a lot of that misery. It will get rid of a lot of that turmoil in the mind. As Christians, we have no excuse for not having a merry heart. God's Word has told us how to have one. And we shouldn't be in the same boat that the world is in. If, we're, if we are, then we probably should just admit maybe we've got a problem with worldliness. Maybe we're just too much like them and that's why we have all the same problems that they do. And I know we live in a, a sin-cursed world. There's a lot of things that you can get out there. There's nothing you can do except just pray and hope you don't get it. But the last thing we need working against us is sin and all these things that are guaranteed to take help from our lives. If we can have these, we you will be better off. I'm not saying you will be the perfect specimen of health all your life, but you will be better off. You will be more healthy, and you will you and happiness is the key. Doing these things is what brings it. So let's all go ahead and stand together right now.